0: Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed, lived enough life to say. I heard your heart, I see your pain, out in the dark, out in the rain. feel so alone, if you're so afraid, I heard you pray. This is Latanya Uyola, factually known as Pastor Tan, and welcome to my first podcast for It Is Written. We are going to be discussing anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred. In society, we are plagued with recent events of majestic proportion. The acts of anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred has become center stage in every walk of life. Since this podcast is two majority observations, we will explore them as psychological and the biblical for some religious studies. The concept of psychology came from the biblical principles and perspectives. The scholars shared their thoughts that they were profound. Then as their thoughts become more man's influence and viewpoint instead of God's viewpoint, the concept of psychology becomes more and more twisted and corrupted. One example of this started with the biblical account of the first murder in Genesis 4 between Cain and Abel. As psychology has the mindset of how Cain began to feel as though at first his offering was good enough. The offering may have been pleasing to his sight and which Cain might have felt a sense of pride and accomplishment since he was following after the steps of his father, Adam. The chemical dopamine helps to send messages in the brain, according to the articles of the NIH Research 2017 Matters, helps the individual to balance their emotions, body position, and motivation to complete a task. For instance, a child is going to run in a race. The child starts at the starting line, usually standing with their head held high, and their first Fists placed in position with their alert, waiting for the signal to start running. If one child crosses the finish line without the signal, he or she has to start over and can be disqualified. The simple instruction of obedience was noted in the child as a runner. Now, what is the reaction from the runner that makes all the difference in their mindset? As we continue reading, King's mindset went from disappointment to To shame, hurt, and anger. For when the Lord was displeased with Cain's offering and rejected it, all of these raw emotions started to develop with his mindset. According to an article in the Harvard Medical Magazine, the process of anger starts with amygdala, a a small shaped almond that held the emotions of fear, anxiety, and anger. Since King has been rejected, he felt ashamed and anger has set him. Then God asked him the following, why do you feel anger when you have done your best? Then you have no reason to feel this way. Let's just pause for a moment. Haven't we all felt like that we thought we did our best. When we spread through a traffic line or get a ticket or finishing a paper at the last minute, we know we should have left an hour earlier to monitor our speed or starting research our paper or uh, research our development within two weeks ago. But some of us feel like, Cain, hey, and this becomes more and more of, are you doing it God's way? Are you doing it the way that God wants you to do it, or are you feeling as though your your way is the is the right way? Just like Cain thought, he thought in his mindset, in his viewpoint, that oh, I can give God my my I think my best, not not the first fruit, but what I thought was best. Now let's go to the contrary. Let's go to the opposite, and we see. Also in Genesis 4, that Abel gave his first fruit. He gave the first thing that came from the ground that he was able to produce. And those things is what God pleased him. And those things is what God was so tantalizing. And when he went and put his offering onto and did a burnt offering to God, the fragrance is so sweet and so sexual. See, those are the things that we have to be able to understand and know. That when we put our first fruits together of God, everything that we have, God is going to be able to bless it. And God is going to be able to nourish that. Especially when your first day, when you're getting up in the morning, you should say, I'm thankful, God. Give God your best during the day. It says also in the Bible, command your day. So if you have to get up an hour early or two hours early to get up, and wake up the children or be able to help your husband up, or you're just by yourself. Why do not you give God your first fruit instead of having to be like king? And also at the same point, in reason is that some of us feel as though we are like king because all we're doing is sitting up here and scrambling and and, and then giving God something that is leftovers. We're not leftovers to God. When God wakes you up in the morning and he gives you everything that you need to balance this world, whether it's to be able to clear the roads in the morning so you won't have a car accident, to having to be able to protect you during the night so that you can be able to have a good rest and relaxation so you can be refreshed for the next day. Some of us don't think like that though. Some of our mindsets have not changed. Some of us think that, Oh, well, if I'm here, then, you know, God is way up there. No, stop thinking like Cain. Our mindsets should be the relationship we have with God should be the closest thing to us. And then at the same exact time, those things that stress us out, those things that are becoming more and more emotional attachments, we take that out on our children we take that on our husbands, we take that out on anyone significant to us. And we think co-workers also, managers also. And we start sitting there and saying, well, God, you know, you gave me this job. And sometimes some people lash out at God. We have had so many people to lash out at God and say, well, this world is so corrupt. Then why is it that you made me? Why is it that you, you know, you set me here, God, instead of thinking about God's point of view and saying that this is the chosen generation, this generation you have been called into for such a time as this. But some of us want to be like Cain. We want to have those things that become raging in us. And God sits there and tells you, stop. Why is it that you become so enraged and and so hatred towards your brother or your sister or anyone in your family to your coworker or friends, and it becomes such a hatred towards them for the anger that you have? It's, it's It's sometimes it's just so unnerving. Don't you know that sometimes as parents, we get frustrated with our children Instead of going and taking them to God, we do it to ourselves and we sit there, we lash out and we tell them things that they should not even understand and comprehend as children. Some of us use words that should not be in our vocabulary towards our children. Let's talk about it. These are the things that we need to start understanding and knowing. See, in psychology, those are the things that when you don't balance what you have in your mindset. And in your heart, those come out in your mouth. Between everything else, your teeth and your, your your tongue, it starts pronouncing those things. And it says in the Bible, it says life and death is in the tongue. But some of us don't want to be able to balance that. See, I had to understand and know that sometimes all of us as mothers and fathers, generational curses are exquisitely understood and known in our families. Some of us take that hatred and that malice and that's how you sit there and that's how you teach your children. This is how you teach your children in hate and in hurt and not in love. Not explaining to them what is going on. Don't you understand? Your children emulate you. They want to be able to have that certain type of love and that certain type of finesse and caress and they still want that. I don't care how old you get. I don't care how many times you have been hurt. You still want to be around your parents. You love them. You thank God for them. But at the same exact time, are you teaching your children the love of God? Or are you teaching them the love that Cain was displaying to God? See, let's think about that. See, some of us don't want to sit here and realize that those things that, you know, we have in our families, those are starting to touch and grow into our children and you don't want to have that in your children. So cut it off at the root. Start understanding what, you know, I'm sitting up here and I'm, I'm calling my children, paraphrasing, examples. I'm calling my children and I'm calling them these different names and, you know, they're adjusting to those names and you're, you're using all of these different vocabularies that is not of God, cuss words, things that are not good for those children, but you call them those names. You call them ugly and dirty and nasty. That becomes a part of their identity. That becomes a part of them, their characteristics. That becomes innate in them and then they grow up and they think they're that. When are you going to grow up? When are you going to stop being a cane? And see those hatreds and that hatred towards that, that child because the husband left or the brother the, the left. It's not because of that child. It should be because guess what? I made a choice. Whether it was the man or the woman that did the sin don't let it be your children that suffer don't let it be them and you need to ask God to come in and heal those wounds come in and heal those ways of you talking to your children and being able to talk to them and discuss with them and let them know that you know I love you and yes sometimes it's not always easy but guess what you have God to help you stop sitting up here and going off your emotions. Emotions don't shouldn't run us, but we should be able to balance those things. And if you can't, ask God to help you. And if you are married, ask your spouse. And if you're single, still ask God. Some of these single mothers... I understand that you're doing the whole entire weight of raising children and having to do finances and having to have a a job and, and being able to have a car and a home and everything else. And you're balancing that entire whole entire thing. I give it to you. I praise you and I thank God for you. Even the fathers. See, that's the thing is that whether you know it or not, Some of you are poisoning your children with the hate and the malice of the other individual. And you don't even know it. Some of you are giving the example that this parent is not right. That parent is not right. But yet and still, you're not treating them right. Let's talk about it. See, some of us need to understand and know that hatred develops into a whole lot of betrayal and malice. Betrayal is when you feel as though you can go to your parents and say, hey, I can do, I need to do this. Or you can be intimate with your spouse or you need to ask somebody, a friend for help. But yet it's still, they expose what you've done. And oh, the spouse goes and tells someone else behind your back. Or are you sitting there with your children and you're sitting up here and you're talking bad about your child? That's betrayal. See, some of us think that it just starts with us. No, it started way back in your generations. Generations ago. Don't you understand that the alcoholism and the drug addicts and the cussing and the and the malice and the hatred started way back. So when are we gonna sit here? as the chosen generation and sit there and cut it off at the root and start understanding and knowing that God has created us to do our first works with him in mind and not your emotions, not trying to sit here and saying, well, I'm going to balance this and I'm not going to give God this. Do you understand when you leave God out of so many different things as Cain has done? You're not giving him his first fruit. You're just giving him the leftovers. And God is a jealous God. He's like you. He's like me. He wants you to be able to be the top priority in your life. Come on now, let's talk about it. You've been in relationships before. You don't want to be the last person that they think about. You don't want to be the friend that they sit there and they say, Oh, well, you were my last resort. You don't want that. You don't want someone that was supposed to be having a relationship with you or dating you to sit there and say, wait a minute, you were my last resort. Well, because the other lady fell out or the man fell out of my life. Do we need to be like that? Do we understand the validity of how much hatred, how much malice, how much betrayal we give to our children, our families? And when that Anger and that betrayal becomes more and more transparent. Malice. You see the anger. You see the hate. You cannot. It is so blind. That is why Cain in Genesis 4 chapter told Abel to come with him. And as they were going out, and I'll paraphrase, he killed his brother because he was blind with rage malice is meaning rage and how many of us have raged and you sit there and you betray God you sit there and say you know what I'm done with you God because this didn't work out or that didn't work out but you didn't consult God let's talk about it you didn't consult God when you got married to this person. You didn't consult God when you went and bought that car. You didn't consult God when you were going and buying that house. When you didn't consult God when you were getting in a relationship with a friend. You didn't consult God about anything. Did you sit down and talk to God? That is a simple ask and question. Did you? Did us? Did me? Did we? Consult God because I'm in it too. I'm guilty of it too. I didn't get like this. I didn't become a pastor just to sit here and tell you that I'm all squeaky clean. I'm not. That is not me. I am not at fault all the time. No, right? Oh, come on. See, it says in the Bible paraphrasing, we are all sin and falling short of the glory of God. See, I'm just a sinner that was able to ask for forgiveness and God was able to have Jesus to come down. And I got with him and I said, I want him to be my personal savior. And he covered me under his blood and his remnant and his legacy and the blood that was shed on Calvary. See, I understand and know that we just celebrated Christmas in the States and I'm grateful. I'm thankful for that. But do we know the cost behind everything that he's done for us? That little baby has come in and brought a multitude of us out of the sin we've been in. See, I used to sit there and I used to talk. See, those are the things that I used to be taught. How to be angry, how to hate, and how to do this, and how to do that. And I didn't want that for my children. I didn't want that for my family. I didn't want that for my husband. So I'm telling you from me, I'm telling you from my experiences, I want that to go and tell you that good God is, is and how God has brought me from over here, from all the anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred, to where God has brought me into peace and love and understanding and knowledge and the wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Do you understand that? That when you have an understanding and wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon God, who it's like peace can come over you. And all of the chaos we've been going through in 2021, the peace of God. Those are the things that we need to understand and know who God is and now and forever how God is working in our lives. See, so many people want to hang on to that hatred, that that, that anger, that betrayal, that malice. And it festered and it grows. Do you understand that you become a person that is sour milk that's been out in the sun too long, that you haven't sat there and honestly given all of that up? Because if you don't, you have so many ailments that come on you. You have your head hurting to, you know, you have medical problems to overweight, to not sleeping. To not being able to look so much of yourself and less of who you know how you're supposed to be. When I say that, God is sitting there and telling you what the prescription is for you. And the symptoms you have. But you don't want to listen to the doctor. You don't want to listen to the chief physician. You want to go ahead and go about your way. See, these are the things that deserve God. And that's why it is written is here. Not just for, you know, just for me to talk, but just for me to let you know psychologically and biblically that it's both intertwined. God gives us examples through Cain and Abel and so many different things in the Bible. But we are getting to the point where we don't want to listen to the chief physician. We want to listen to man's point of view. And it becomes so much so heartening to him that it becomes just like Cain. Y'all want to give God not even the benefits, but you want to sit here and receive the benefits from him. My, 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 my. See, some of us want to sit here and think that, hmm, let's go back. God is in heaven and he's not listening to me. But do you understand that when you become a relationship with God has become a whole lot more deeper, that he becomes more in your life and more relevant, that you get away from the anger, you get away from the betrayal, the malice and the hatred, that it becomes more of the focal point of you. See, I've had people... To be mean to me, straight up in my face, and I smile the whole entire time. Oh, how did you do that? Through God. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. Oh, wait. I haven't gotten there yet, Pastor Tan. Well, let me tell you something. It takes a minute. It takes a whole long time. But you have to talk to God. He's the most important part of your day. See, I get up sometimes three or four in the morning and he gives me what I need. And throughout the day, he talk. I talk to him in the car. I talk to him when I'm in the house cleaning. I talk to him everywhere I go because guess what? That's my best friend. See, Abel learned a long time ago that as his mother and father were kicked out, the Garden of Eden, he still won the relationship with God. And some of us need to understand and know the relationships we have with God are precious. We can't, we can't give that up. See, the mindset of us should be turned over. And I will be talking about that soon in my other podcast. But if you have any questions, concerns, or just prayer please reach out to me. I'm on Facebook on It Is Written. And also I have my own, um, also my Facebook, also Latanya Uyola. There are so many things that you need to understand and know that God loves you. That's number one. Number two, don't stay in the the rage, the anger, the betrayal, the malice. Sometimes, and I'm going to say it like this. Family members, co workers, uh, all these different people can be uh, having Satan as their chief or their physician or their boss or their manager. But do you have to accept that? Absolutely not. You can pray for people and also be able to understand and know that they need to be able to have some boundaries in your life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. So you need to have some boundaries with those people, especially even if you're married or single. Sometimes you have to be able to set those boundaries so that they can understand and know that God is the focal point in your life. See, certain people will sit there and set their tone towards you in a different way. And mannerism. When they understand how to elevate themselves towards your way. See, everyone in God is not going to always be around you. Everybody that knows who God is and how certain tones and how how the mannerisms you are. It's going to be difficult to stay around you. So they're going to want to put you down. They want to taunt you and they're going to want to, you know, just be disrespectful. But do you have to tolerate? Absolutely not. You do not have to tolerate that. But see, some people don't want to talk about that in church. Some people, pastors, evangelists, bishops, what have you, apostles, can have those type of things going on. And they don't even know that they're letting Satan rule them to mess with you. And see, once you find that out and you've been talking to God, see, God has the blueprint and he's giving you the blueprint through the Bible. And then when you have the fellowship, the relationship with God, and you set that tone in your voice, in your mannerism, the way you walk, speak, talk, act, everything comes together and it becomes a balance. Oh, they won't know how to act. Walk, speak, or talk around you. Because when they start finding out that the respect and the level of respect should be about God and their people. Oh my goodness. That is a level that I am enjoying. Because now more than ever, men and women of God, start standing your ground. Start talking the way that you need to talk. Start speaking the way that you need to speak. Start acting the way that you need to act. That means prayer. Prayer is an important manifestation of being able to have a time with God and you and only you and Him. See, He's more important than my husband, than my children, than my home, than my car, than my job. Because without Him as a focal point, as Cain has already found out through his burnt offerings, there is no way to be able to please him unless you give him the first and not the leftovers. And what I'm saying is that every point in our lives should be about him and him alone. When you're looking for a mate, when you're looking and making sure your children are good, when you're sitting up here and applying for jobs, when you're sitting up here and raising your children, when you're sitting up here and cleaning your home, everything that you're doing should be about God. And it shouldn't be about you. Oh, let me say that one more time. It shouldn't even should not be about you. I'm laughing because so many people make so many plans. And I don't know who says this, but, you know, unknown, you know, I don't know. But some people say that when we make plans, God laughs because true enough, he does. We make plans, but God said, wait a minute. That's not what I asked about. That's not what we agreed about. So you haven't, you haven't sucked me yet. You haven't seeked him yet. You haven't sat down with him. You haven't made a plan with him yet. But he sits there and he laughs and he says, okay, I will give you your time. He He's a gentleman. He stays right where he's at, where you left him. Let me say that one more time. See, some of us left God through all the anger, the betrayal of people and the malice and the hatred you have and so many different situations. You say, well, God, you're the one who put me in this and God, you put me in that. No, God did not put you in that. Let me say that one more time. He did not put you in that. You put yourself in that. Now you're seeing the manifestation of the children. You're seeing the manifestation of being with somebody that you were supposed to be with. Now you see the manifestation of your children being crazy. And the house is ruined. And your job is, you know, you're getting fired. And all these different things. All the chaos around you. But you sit there and you blame God. Ooh, we better wake up wake up wake up saints of the most high and if you don't know who God is try him you've tried drugs you've tried drinking smoking cussing you tried men you tried women you've tried everything else why can't you try God if you're not saved but you let all of this anger all the past hurt all of this and this and you say it's God no it's not No, absolutely is not him. See, I had to learn from personal experience that all the hatred, all the malice and all the betrayal that those people that try to put that in me. Oh, no. See, that wasn't my place. See, my big mama, which is my grandmother, told me throughout everything, tan, stay tan. Don't let nothing stick to you. And when people do you wrong, let God handle them. But you still be them and you still do what God says do. And you still smile and you still bless and you still pray and you still do what God says do. Because it's up to him and you'll see the results. Some people have heard me to the core that I had to go in my prayer room closet and just cry and pray to him. Not to be as hateful and angry and all of that. I wanted want it in my life. Because that takes root in everything I'm going to do. If I did all of that and I let that get to me and I let, you know, all of these people get to me, I wouldn't get to where I'm at right now. I wouldn't have my bachelor's degree. I wouldn't have a bachelor's degree. I wouldn't have an associate's. I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have a husband, children, my car all of that I wouldn't have none of that because I let people become the God in my life instead of the only one true God that's been there the whole entire time see some of y'all want to sit here and blame God in so many different ways stop stop blaming God start Taking responsibility for your actions. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, God didn't love me. Stop doing that. Start appreciating what God has given you. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, God has given me these gifts, but it's not manifesting. Stop doing that. Start sitting there and saying, I thank you, God, for blessing me and keeping me for one more day. I thank you, God, for the gifts you've given me. Now I'm going to manifest those things whether I like it or not because you've given me those things. And once I see you, I can honestly tell people, tell you in front of them that I've done what you told me to do. Stop sitting up there and saying, well, you know what? I've gotten this and I've gotten that, but it hasn't manifested anything. Stop. Start sitting there and saying, you know what? I thank you, God, for letting me understand and know that I've already had myself in the way. Now, I'm going to move myself out the way and give you the glory and the honor that was due. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do what you say, do because I know it's going to manifest soon. Stop sitting there and seeing because you don't see anything going on. So, you're going to stop. Doing what God says. Do You don't stop the work. Because you don't see something. No, you stop doing that. You start speaking life and saying, wait a minute. This is what God has given me. And guess what? It's going to come and manifest. I don't care if it takes 20 or 40 or 50 years. Girl. Guess what? God is still going to be faithful. Whether I'm faithful or not, he's still faithful. So even if I don't understand it, I don't know it. It's still going to manifest and it's going to be awesome. When are y'all going to sit there and start being positive and not negative? When are you going to sit there and stop being angry and bitter and and, and malice and hatred? When are you going to sit there and change the whole entire atmosphere just by simply saying, you know what? I know God is in it somewhere. I'm not going through this process. I'm not going through this life just to sit here. God is going to do something that is awesome, that is truly mind-blowing, that people will see that I am not just something to say, oh, I'm just here. I have a purpose. I have a goal. I know who God is. Now, let me move in that. Let me not have to worry about confirmation here and confirmation there. Let me be able to move when God says move and stop when God says stop. Let me be able to fast and pray and give God the thanks and without man's acknowledgement or viewpoint. But we as people want to go Cain's way, Cain's viewpoint, man's viewpoint. When are you going to stop and say, you know what? Let me change my atmosphere, my narrative towards God. Because apparently every time I do that, God gives me thanks. Not just the benefits, but he gives me more than the benefits. He gives me eternal life where man is giving me death and destruction. And don't you understand? Satan is trying to be able to orchestrate so many different things. So now 2021 may not have been your year. But 2021 was awesome because I became a pastor. I became someone of a whole different level. And going into 2022... I'm learning to leave the anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred behind. Are you doing the same thing? Are you? Or are you carrying that stuff into 2022? See, there's a certain level in God that I need to reach. Are you doing the same thing? Are you letting things take root, take life into your life, but you're not sitting there and speaking it into existence that is not supposed to be? If you have things of anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred, acknowledge those things and take the root up. Start speaking better to your children. Start speaking better to your husband, to your family members, in your life, to your job, to your co-workers, to your manager that you do not like. Be (laughs) like Abel, not like Cain, and then you'll see the results. But so many of us in the African community and all of these different places, African-American and black community and minorities. And you sit here and you say, well, you know, I'm, you know, God hasn't done anything for me and all this other. No, we'll talk on that, too. Amen. Stop blaming God. Start giving God the place and the glory and the honor in your life. Stop reaching out to celebrities and everybody else. When are you going to go for the source? Oh, let me talk about that too. Just for a few minutes. See, the source is where you go to have life and life more abundantly. That's God. That's his son. That's what the Holy Ghost has for us. See, some of us don't want to sit here and recognize the anger that we have when we talk to people and the betrayal we feel and the malice and the hatred that we go through. And yes, it hurts. Believe me, I know it hurts, but you still go and you tell God about it. He knows what's going on, but he loves to hear you talk. See, you're his child. And as a child of God, and if you're not a child of God, let me tell you something. When I I go to my dad, when I go to my heavenly father, I talk to him and I tell him what's going on. And he sits there and he loves on me. He wraps me around. He wipes my tears. And then when I say I want to give up, he sits there and he takes I'm telling him I give him my towel. And then what does God do? See, some of y'all don't realize this. You have never experienced it. So I'm going to let you know how it is. See, God sits there. He slaps me in the spirit. Bonafide in the back hand. And then he gives me the towel, the sweaty towel that I just threw at him. He slaps it back in my face and he said, you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done crying? Are you done getting up and saying I'm done? No, you're not done yet. Then he says, you know what, my child, I still want you to keep going. I still want you to keep fighting and I still want you to make sure the next legacy the next time that you hear somebody say oh well i'm doing this and i'm doing and she's doing this and she's doing that that's not you your legacy your generation that's coming next towards you you better get up you don't have time come on now keep fighting keep going Keep encouraging. Keep being the person that you are, no matter what people say and what people cast on you. See, it runs out here. Let me say that one more time. It runs out here. And I'm saying that to everything that's in me. It runs out the anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred. It runs out in this family. When are you going to say the same thing for your family? Amen? See, some of y'all don't realize that it becomes more and more of a fight when you don't want to fight. Let's say that one more time. It becomes more of a fight when you don't want to fight. See, this is a fight for me. Every time I wanted to do this podcast, something would always come up or or something I I couldn't shake and I couldn't quake it, but God said, no, get up. I still need you to put this out. I still need you to be able to put this to paper and understand who God is and who I am and tell these people that they should not be in this. They should not have the anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred. That should not be. This is something that you have already taken root and say that it is God is not. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you as a sister, brother, as anybody that you need to be in the family, it's not for you. Let me say that one more time. It is not for you. It's not for your family. It's not for your children. It's not for your husband. It's not for your job. It's not for your coworkers. It's not for your ministry to be in that. So stop doing what you're doing. Okay. And you're sitting here and saying, wait a minute. How can I just stop? Why won't you seek God for those things? Why won't you sit there and say, wait a minute, God, I need help in these areas instead of sitting here and blaming God. Oh, it's easy to blame God, but we have made those choices, have we not? See, as human beings, we have so many different choices that we have made. And then you sit there and you blame God. But honestly, it was yourself that did it to you. Oh, let's talk about it. When you sit there and you were eating all this and that, and then you got fat, you're going to blame God? Woo. When you sat there and you got with this person, you thought they were the best thing. Oh God, I love this person. Yada yada. Okay. But when you got with this person, you saw, you start seeing the red signs. Well, this wasn't my husband. This wasn't my. No, you you now you want to sit up here and backpedal. No. And then still blame God. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with us as human beings? Have we bumped our head? Yes, we need we have. Let's be honest, we we bumped our heads so many times. But God still forgives us. He still wants us home. He still wants to protect us. He still wants to take care of us, even though we don't deserve it. Because we don't give God our best. But we sit there and we be mean to God. And we we say we don't want God to be a part of our our country anymore. And we don't want God to be able to be in our in our schools and in, in our our, our our jail cells and in, in our homes and anywhere else that God was supposed to be. But he's the founding foundation that we need. Stop the United States of America. Start turning back to God. Stop international countries. Stop. Turn back to God. The one true living God. He's the only one That gives us what we need when we need it. He's the only one that we can have salvation, love, everything we need. But until we, as a nation, as a people, as individuals, as family, as everything that we have goes back to him. We will still continue to have anger, betrayal, malice, and hatred in our hearts and our minds. And that becomes a factor for all of us. And you will see more people acting out. So many people have killed their children, their, their spouses. And the hate and the anger and the betrayal. So many people have been documented doing these things and not realizing and understanding that is a gateway. To having so many things happen to you. Instead of you sitting here and saying. It was my fault. I need to fess up. I need to tell you. This is not the way I want to be God. So when I say Romans 10. 9 and 10. It says if you confess with your heart. And believe with your mouth. And confess with your mouth. And that the Lord Jesus had raised Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. Paraphrasing. And then let them in. Please let them in. This world is not getting any better. United States is not getting any better. This is something that we all have to be able to understand and know. Life is only with God. Please choose God. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. It says that in Joshua. Philosophically. In psychology, it says that the most important part of a human being, paraphrasing, is the intellectual mindset of understanding of good and evil and knowing who God is, is the best thing that you can ask for. I'm going to say this is that, yes, I'm a pastor, but at the same time, I'm a human being and I make Ooh, I make sometimes bad decisions and I ask God for forgiveness, not seeking it to be. I don't want to just sin and then blatantly sin and then ask for no. See, sometimes I would just sit there. Thoughts would come in of anger and and betrayal and malice and wanting to hurt somebody. And I say, God, I'm sorry. Because I'm letting my emotions cloud what you have already told me to be. You've told me to be loving. You told me to be merciful. But most importantly, to understand who you are in this time and age. See, psychology was tainted and torn because of man's point of view, but it was founded on God's principles. Let's get back to God, people. And through also it is written, I will be addressing more and more of these issues. But thank you so much for listening to me. Please reach out to me on It Is Written on Facebook and also Latanya Uyola. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being able to listen to me and reaching out to me. Please reach out to me. If you have questions, comments or anything towards this podcast, I will definitely get back with you. Leave comments on my Facebook with itch is written and also with Latano Uyola. Thank you so much. Hello Summida. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning. He always shows. It may be midnight or midday. It's never early.